0: Hey guys, welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. And um, I hope I have a couple of friends and family listening and the odd stranger that might be tuning in. So I have answered the prayers of the many who said they want me to interview Caitlin. So um, today I got to sit down with my friend Caitlin and you know how when you have people in your life and you're wanting to talk about them with other people that are maybe not directly connected and you have that little paragraph that you say about people like I've got Amy from Saskatoon and my sister-in-law Krista and you give that little preamble about who the people are when I have to say or talk to people about Caitlin I just say my Caitlin and everybody knows who I'm talking about so (laughs) Today, I'm going to get to interview my Caitlin, and this woman has made my entire life uh, a better place in all aspects, from my family, my friendships with her, and with everything to do with my business. So it is definitely my honor to be able to ask her some embarrassing questions and to um, get to let you guys know a little bit more about my Caitlin. So anyway, that is who's here today. Welcome, Caitlin. Hello. <laughs> Hello. We're trying out the new mic We're, if you want to know, we are hiding in the back room while bar is happening out there. So uh, there's no fancy recording studio, but I did not invite her into my bedroom closet. We're here at the gym. And so Caitlin, just tell us a little bit about who you are in case people who are just listening for today don't know who my Caitlin is. <laughs>
1: You're Caitlin. Uh, I am 30 years old. Uh, I have three kids. Ellie is five, Ezra is three, and Deckard is one. And I definitely had to write that down because my brain is so fried and I'm so tired. (laughs) I'm married to Everett. Uh, He is a greasy salesman out of Yorkton. If you are looking to buy a Claus combine, you hit him up because he's gonna sell it to you.
0: Oh, shameless plug for Everett out of Yorkton. I like it, I
1: like it. (laughs) Everett's 31 and we got married back in 2012. I was 21, he was 22 at the time, just a couple of young pups. And uh, yeah, we waited about four years to have kids and I wanted to put that on here because that was some of the best advice we ever got was to wait to have kids. Um so that we could get to know each other a little better. So, yeah, that's a little plug about me.
0: What did you do in those 4
1: years? Man, we talked a lot. <laughs> and we talked. and washed a lot of dishes. We did not have a dishwasher. That was If oh. I think back to those 4 years, it was washing dishes and talking to each other. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Tell us what you do for a living. What are what besides not sleeping and raising three kids, which is your full time job? What do you do for fun
1: outside of your full time job? My job's not paid well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I run Caitlin's Kitchen. Um, so I call it Treats, Fuel, and More. So it's a gluten free uh, baking business, if you will. Um, I sell locally. Uh, it came out of a love of gluten free food that I need in my diet and wanting it to taste good so that's hard to find out in rural saskatchewan so i decided to do it myself and i also am a virtual assistant for k2 all all its Lovely companies. Um, I help Holly with her social media and kind of any online technology problems. I think of myself as her toilet. (laughs) I flush away all her nasty problems. (laughs) She absolutely does. And she's so much more than just uh, my
0: virtual assistant because I just spew an idea that comes to me because I have millions of fleeting ideas. And then Caitlin actually makes things happen. So a lot of what you see happening on social media has been a brainwave that I've done on a voice memo um, that she's listened to while she's driving her kids to pre-K, and then the next thing you know, that brainwave that I've done nothing but put a a voice memo out to the world to her becomes a reality because she is awesome at what she does. I don't really want to talk about this too much. If you are an entrepreneur out there looking for a virtual assistant, find your own. (laughs) i'm not sharing she is awesome but she's busy with these three kids and until she says she's ready to branch out i'm not advertising for her um (laughs) what's your favorite caitlin's kitchen treat my favorite caitlin's oh the
1: cinnamon bun yeah
0: mine too i I love caitlin's kitchen cinnamon buns we buy those for special occasions especially like if i'm going to go on a ski trip for sure we're taking caitlin's kitchen if i know we are having anybody over for company Uh, Like in the summertime, anybody that's coming for a sleepover, they get a Caitlin's Kitchen cinnamon bun for their Sunday morning. So that's my favorite too. But I also really like the chocolate hummus.
1: Yes, that is to die for. Yeah. The chocolate dip is...
0: If you want to have a healthy little snack after lunch, you cut up a banana and you have it with the chocolate hummus and it just like is that perfect little bite of something sweet? Or feel free to
1: have it at breakfast too. Yeah. it's a great
0: option. <laughs> and our supper, bedtime. Green has them for anytime, bedtime snack. Anytime, so <laughs> anytime. It's a good time
1: for chocolate. Dip. Take
0: That's right. To the bedroom, if you need. To. <laughs> so. um, tell me what you think that the seventeen-year-old Caitlin
1: thought she was going to be doing in 2022. Okay, I think I'm not the only one laughing at a question like that because. <laughs> Wow, I I would give myself some credit. I was a pretty smart 17 year old. I didn't get into too much trouble and uh, smart or lame. Smart. Oh, okay. So she was smart. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> okay. So I thought I had this great career path laid out. I was going to go into environmental science. I was going to get a job. Oh, not first.
0: lame. She wasn't lame. <laughs> smart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was not lame. I was smart. I had the career track. I was going to make it. I was going to make the big bucks. I was going to have the house and the family. I was going to be a career woman. I would not be a stay-at-home mom. That was for sure. I made sure when I met my husband, I told him that. That's a laughable (laughs) moment. Uh, So that was my plan, but I was also super obsessed with boys, and if you're 17 and listening to this, can you please do better than (laughs) lame slash smart 17-year-old Caitlin, who chased all the boys that she didn't even like, that really grossed her out half the time and annoyed the crap out of her, but uh, she was seeking that validation that she was attractive and yeah, it wasn't like rainbows and sunshines. I got rejected a lot, and it sucks. <laughs> and it did oh, not help well for <laughs> my confidence. I, I wasted so much energy on that crap. And man, looking back, if I could have redone it, I wish I could have. And I wish I had known my value. I wish I had done the things that I enjoyed. I wish I had d- participated in activities that I liked. worn the clothes that I liked. Like half the crap I wore was uncomfortable and stupid. Like. <laughs> even at that time it was dumb like
0: come on but we need some more pictures of caitlin at 17. we definitely need to be delving back into some old pictures yeah
1: that was a good time but yeah i and i say i wish i'd know my value that's so easy to say but what does that mean i wish i had gone to counseling and i actually did go to counseling but i did not have a counselor that was the right fit for me so Um, If you're listening, I think you should go to counseling and I think you should keep going to counseling until it helps you because it does work. And what do you always say, Holly? The healthy people go to counseling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So um, yeah, 17 year old Caitlin was uh, going and spinning in all the wrong directions. And I wish she hadn't because she might've seen more clearly what she actually wanted in the future. And instead of spending thousands of dollars on university tuition being frustrated, being stressed out of my mind in university. I'm, I'm not discrediting those experiences. I learned so many lessons and it built me into what I am today. But man, if I had known Caitlin's Kitchen might be a little bit further ahead today.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Tell me about I want to know a little bit about the nerdy side of Caitlin and the, <laughs> the environmental science. Like what was intriguing then? Because I still think that part of Caitlin's there. What's intriguing about if it was a pay, really awesome paying yeah, gig? Yeah. What is excites you about environmental science?
1: I grew up outdoors. My dad is such an outdoorsman. We had sled dogs growing up. We raised sled dogs. My dad's a hunter. I grew up hunting. I here's a good story for you. My mom had a candlelight party one time. It was all the rage back then, and I came in the candlelight party with a uh, plucked duck in my hands. I said, Mom, look what I did! And I was just pumped out of my mind and there are ladies screaming everywhere. But that was my childhood. Outside, getting dirty, having fun. I don't know. It brought me so much joy. So I thought, cute. That's that's where I want to be. That's my happy place. How can I turn that into a career? Um, I would say, yeah, that, that did it for me, wanting to be outside. And um, unfortunately, if you are into the environmental science, There isn't a lot of jobs locally. You do have to travel quite far, and lots of them don't pay super well. Um, There are good jobs out there, but lots of them are taken, and it's a bit unfortunate. But, yeah, that's why I decided to kind of pivot my career path. Awesome.
0: Um, Tell me right now, so you've pivoted. You're not going to the office to work anymore. You are at home running two different kinds of companies and have three kids. What does a typical day in Caitlin's life look like? And typical meaning you have three kids. There can't be a typical day. I know that. I'm glad
1: you kept it off because (laughs) that was going to be my response. In a semi-normalish time, um, Deckard usually wakes me up, my youngest, uh, kind of mid-sleep. And I'd like to tell you it's like, oh, between three and four or between five and six. It's a surprise. Oh. He delivers every single night. And I am grateful because my husband gets up sometimes and I get to sleep in bed. And I know that's not normal. So thank you, Everett. You're awesome. But yeah, sometimes he'll take a bottle, and sometimes he'll just yell at me for 30 minutes, and it's a good time. Then I go back to bed, if I can. And at 5, I usually leave for the gym, If again, if it's a gym day. Um, That's my best hour of the day. I love it. I hate that it goes by so fast. But then I head home, and while I'm heading home, Everett is getting kids ready if they have school, um, so we pack lunches the night before and he uh helps them make their breakfast and gets them all loaded up. It's a whole regular rule right now. <laughs> Eventually it's not gonna be and I'm looking forward to that day. Yep. Right when now, people
0: can do their own seatbelts oh, up yes. and undo their own seatbelts when all three of them can do that, that's like a milestone day when everyone can buckle up themselves.
1: Probably gonna have a party.
0: Yeah, you should have a party.
1: So at 7, they're off, and then me and Deckard, or depending on the day, me and Elizabeth or me and Ezra, we hang out in the morning, and that's usually the time I try to find to get my veggies prepped or my laundry done or, I don't know, put some toys in a corner maybe. But um, we hang out. We try to do some house chores during that time. 11.30, I usually pick up Ezra from his pre-K, and then we head home, have lunch, and it's nap time. Uh If I'm lucky, I get one or two hours where they sleep. And then I work on my business. Again, one of my happiest parts of my day, just sitting at my computer, nerding out on spreadsheets and social media posts and programming and all sorts of things. Um,
0: Yeah. Can I tell a little story about your spot at your house and your businesses?
1: It's my favorite spot. Yeah. So
0: she has this little like closet that she's built her computer and her little spot. But Elizabeth has a corner in this, place as well. And Elizabeth works on her businesses and asks her mom if we can go work on our businesses together. And she that's where she learns her printing and she has her paper and all that kind of stuff. And I don't think there was anything cuter than the picture of Caitlin at her computer working on Canva and Elizabeth at her little desk working on her paper. And they're just busy working on their businesses i love yeah. it
1: <laughs> my kids are constantly working on their orders not mom's orders their orders so it's uh i definitely see some businesses in their future and um yeah you're gonna pay for it because they're, <laughs> they're gonna be very smart kids <laughs> oh, yeah. so then um usually the kids are up around three-ish i don't know that's like a very ballpark number but um then well ezra needs some tv time he's a he's a character he, he's your stereotypical redhead So he needs some time to wake up and a show helps him like diffuse the bomb. So (laughs) (laughs) we usually have a show right after nap time. And then it's playtime slash mom getting supper ready slash trying to get some fresh air. Um, I've been loving suppers that are made ahead of time because it is like witching hour. I know I'm not alone in that. Yeah. I see you. I feel you. It's, there's a lot of yelling sometimes. Um, but we're loving soups and chilies and salads and things that are like pre-made and you just warm her up or make, construct your salad. So that's been helpful. Um, Six to seven is supper baths and then bedtime. It's magical time. Also, sometimes a lot of screaming, usually from your dad, wrestling them and getting them all hyped up right before bedtime. They love it, I don't. It works. Um, Seven o'clock, me and Everett, uh, we pour a nice glass of scotch. We uh, are new scotch drinkers, so don't ask me what we drink. I don't know, it's cheap and it just does the job. I'm pretty sure you can get a giant bottle at Costco it's it tastes good um but we melt into the couch and talk about our day talk about the kids i usually show him the thousand pictures i've taken of the kids that day um he usually tries to talk to me about combines and i nod my head and uh (laughs) full disclosure though he's an awesome guy (laughs) and i i do love hearing about his successes he's been uh doing really well and for a kid that uh, quote unquote got a mercy pass in high school he's killing it at life so i'm really proud of you um and then, yeah, usually a show goes on. Right now we are loving Clarkson Farms. I'm telling everyone. Oh. So if you're listening to this, you probably already heard my pep talk, but you need to check it out. It's hilarious if you've had anything to do with farming. Uh, he has sheep. And so if you're in farming, you know what that means. And it's just, it's, it's a really, <laughs> we have deep, deep belly Like abs. it's funny. It's okay. really funny. It's a guy who doesn't know anything about farming. He's all into his race cars. He has another car show. I don't know. I don't even know his name. His name's Jeremy, I think. Okay. Anyway, Clarkson Farms on Amazon Prime or maybe somewhere else. I don't know. It's so funny. It'll make you laugh. Anyways, not an ad.
0: Um, (laughs) Could be an ad if Clarkson Farms wanted to sponsor this podcast. I don't know what we're going
1: to watch after that. But anyways, um, yeah, we like to watch something funny. We also love The Office and Seinfeld, and we were deep into friends until they took that off. Did you watch The Reunion Show? We did not. Oh, we did. You should watch The think. I think we had
0: to get it from Crave. Okay.
1: It's really good. Yeah. Let's check that out. And then... So bedtime for me is 9 o'clock, but I like to be a rebel because I'm actually a cool kid. Oh. <laughs> so I go to bed at 9.30. What? I stay up 30 minutes past my bedtime usually. It's such a funny mental game. But anyway, I'm usually in bed by 9.30 because I got a family to run the next day. Yeah,
0: 9.30 is late. You are a rebel. I am such a yeah. rebel. So in this season of uh, raising kids and running your own business and the unpredictability of time and everything what is the greatest frustration you're feeling in this season of life
1: okay before i respond i know my privilege and blessing in being able to say this i I know there are people struggling and i i feel for you if i'm answering this honestly my biggest frustration and it's it makes me feel blessed is that i know the things i need to do and i can't do them physically cannot do it in a day, I can usually check three out of five boxes right now. In this, in this more difficult teething and potty training and all the school things and COVID, snotty nose, whatever junk, um, is knowing that. I, I know drinking water is good for me and I want to drink the water and I am freaking disciplined. I will do it. You tell me to jump off a bridge because it's good for me. I'll jump, Holly. Did okay, okay. Note
0: to self. <laughs> Remind, don't ask Caitlin to jump off the bridge. She doesn't know to not.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, eating the veggies, drinking the water, sleeping. Oh my goodness. Sleep is not an option. It's just not happening. Yeah. Um, trying to, when people say, and that hasn't happened for a while because they know better to talk to me that way. But um, when people say sleep when your babies are sleeping, it kind of makes me want to punch them. Okay. And I love you. If your family who said it to me, I love you. I know it was a good intention, but man, those kids—they are so unpredictable. Yeah, I would love to sleep when they sleep, but you know what's going to happen? It's just going to need to poop randomly. Yes, decker just- <laughs> is gonna get his leg stuck in a crib. <laughs> Elizabeth is gonna have a freak out about the dog looking at her funny.
0: Okay, that dog does look at her funny when she's trying to sleep.
1: Oh man, that's so neat. <laughs> I, I wish I could sleep when my kids sleep. Once in a while, it's a magical time and it happens, but usually it doesn't. And my sleep is interrupted and it makes me even angrier and groggier. I have not mastered how to just jump out of sleep, I, I'm not there yet. I'm working on it, but um yeah I I know the things that I need to do and not being able to do them just and and just being okay with that that is so hard for me I'm such a disciplined scheduled person that being able to say I didn't drink my water today and it's okay it's gonna be fine, I'm gonna survive that's been the hardest thing yeah and I know my privilege in saying that
0: yep I hear you I want to check all the boxes every day too and it frustr it's frustrating and not in the same season all different but still one of my biggest frustrations as well. I asked Caitlin to think about before we started pushing record. I said, think about five things or five lessons that you have learned so that you can share them today that maybe help fast track other moms that, you know, sometimes we do things and we learn from them and other people don't need to do them the hard way, then we can share this information and we can maybe help people not have to go through the same challenges. You have to go through those challenges. Everybody's going to have their own things to uh, known seasons to walk through. But I asked Caitlin to give me five lessons she's learned that we can share today with you guys. And she came up with a really great list.
1: Well, thank you.
0: Yeah, I was impressed. Coming
1: from you. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm going to list the five things that I would like to share that would help fast track moms, and I'm going to go into them after I list them. So, number one, the Calvary's not coming. Number two, follow, listen, and watch to people that are building you into the person you want to be. Number three, you're allowed to know things. Number four, kids have seasons. Number five, prioritize your sex life. And my cheeks are going red. I can feel it already. <laughs> can us skip
0: to the good part?
1: <laughs> um, okay. So number one, the Calvary is not coming. I got this from Donald Miller, who is pushing a book he just wrote right now called Hero and a Mission. Um, did not read the book, have no idea how it is, but I bet it's going to be awesome because he's an excellent wordsmith. But his post talked about needing to be your own hero. As a mom, it's easy to put on that victim mentality because your life is hard. It is hard. It does sometimes suck. And you feel like you're alone lots, especially with COVID. Like, we can't just reach out. We can't just go yeah. somewhere. I can't just go to the mom's group, right? Like, those things aren't happening anymore. And so the Calvary not coming. So, mom, what are you going to do about it? Okay, sometimes that means putting on, putting on the mom jeans, rolling up the sleeves, and getting your hands dirty. But sometimes it means reaching out and saying, I need help like someone help me. And uh, yeah, I just that's one of the lessons I've had to learn over the years is that sitting and waiting for someone to come rescue me come be my knight, whatever it is, is not happening. And I can sit and let that drain me or I can move on and ask for help or get my hands dirty. The next one is to follow, listen and watch uh, people that are building you up into the person that you want to be. Um, so the biggest thing I think of in my generation is uh, not yours, Holly. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Pointing that <laughs> out. She does that often. Is social media, um, you got to follow things that are um, uh, pulling you towards the goals that you're trying to achieve. There's a lot of great goals in this world. People are doing awesome things everywhere. Um, I think of CrossFit. I super enjoy following CrossFit accounts. It inspires me. But I follow CrossFit moms like Annie Doder and um, Kara Saunders. I don't follow people like Daddy Spiegel who are living their best single life and there is nothing wrong with her. She's awesome. She's killing it at life, but she's chasing things and being involved in things that aren't a reality for me. And if I'm gonna sit and watch that, it's gonna make me long for that party life that I could have had. No, just kidding. I don't <laughs> you're kids. lame. Remember, I don't think you did. You missed out on that. <laughs> but you get my point. Is these people are all awesome. Everyone is. But if you're following things that are not in your season or things that you actually don't care about, if you don't want to handstand, why are you trying to handstand? Like, know your why. Know what you enjoy and um, be be selective on who's on your account. Unfollowing people is not rude. It's helping you. It's I've unfollowed so many accounts or I'll follow accounts in certain seasons and I find them so helpful. And I'll unfollow them. Like, um, there was one mom account that I followed that was just always... I'm um, talking about anxiety and depression and in a season that was really helpful but now when I see those posts it kind of brings me down a little bit it makes me think oh yeah woe is me whatever it is and I'm not saying that that's it's still an awesome account but I'm not in that season right now that that stuff is not helpful for me and it's not building me um, up in the way in the way the direction that I want to move right now if that makes any sense, my yeah. head kind of spun out. Nope, no, that makes total sense. <laughs>
0: um, but you... I also like that you said that sometimes it's just even within within your smaller circle, that's not social media, but like moms and friends and those other people in your life are sometimes wanting to have you in a direction, but you follow in your own heart a little bit. Follow, watch, and listen to people that are building you to the person that you want to be, meaning it doesn't mean you have to follow everybody that's in your world
1: and just because you're not following them doesn't make them bad or not a super awesome human just not for you find your people that's yeah awesome all right number three is you are allowed to know things man (laughs) this one gets me because hanging out with Holly she has taught me this so much that like I'm allowed to know things (laughs) (laughs) give give some context because you're allowed to know what kind of things I'm allowed to know what's best for my family and yes. what's best for my family might not be what's best for someone else's family and that doesn't make it wrong or bad or anything but best for my family. So um if you see someone else doing something and you're like oh I want to try that go try it. Absolutely. If it is attractive to you and your situation, but if it's not working, shut it down and pivot. Like let's yeah. try something else and um yeah. I just, I, I often thought like, I'm not qualified to make this call. Like <laughs> I didn't know. I hear that from moms all the time and they're always wanting validation
0: and yes. some advice and what did you do or what do you think I should do? And sometimes what I want people to do is just like check in with your gut. Cause I really do think, you know it. Oh yes.
1: You know what I was going to say here was shoot from the hip moms, shoot from the hip. Yeah. That's my redneck plug for you. Uh, your gut, your gut is so right, man. I, Sometimes I let my inner critic get the best of me and I try not to listen to my gut, even knowing that it's maybe goes against what someone else might think or what someone else is doing or how other people do it. But I I know we're different. I know I'm I'm an exception to a lot of rules and it bugs the crap out of me because I just, I just want the manual and I just want to follow, check the boxes and (laughs) not deviate and go and ebb and flow and all the twists and turns of life. But Ezra didn't come with a manual, Caitlin. I keep telling you that. There's no (laughs) manual. But for me, the way I keep that in balance, I feel like I struggle more with that than someone with your personality, Holly. And the way I keep that in balance is by having my checks and balances with uh, mentors. So I think of you, I bounce things off you when I feel like I'm not, I just need to someone else to be like, yes, like that, or just knowing that if I make a decision, you're going to step in and say, hey, did you really think this through? <laughs> like, I don't want to tell you you're going off the deep end, but you're getting close. <laughs> so people like holly and marjorie and yeah it's it's super helpful knowing that i can make these decisions and if something's going so they're gonna talk to me i i have that confidence so find some good people find people if i need to be your people i'll be your people but um it's super helpful okay number four kids have seasons speaking of ezra oh my goodness he gave me um the ride of my life for his first few years and it's still a fun ride but it's gotten a lot easier now and so in those hard times i found myself wanting to fix it i am miss fix it if you show me a problem i will fix it it that's not true because i didn't fix it but um learning to ride the wave of a problem or a hard situation or um something that's throwing you for a loop instead of always trying to fix it was a lesson I wish i learned earlier with Ezra because there was no fixing it. He was frustrated. He didn't know how to communicate. And the second he did, what a different kid. I, I met my son. It was beautiful. And we still have difficult moments. If you know Ezra, he's a, he's a quirky little guy. But um, being able to stop trying to fix him and let him just – he is just going to be frustrated. There is just nothing I can do in this season – and yeah sure enough as soon as he could talk it got awesome and now he can
0: tell you that he's making soup it doesn't (laughs) matter what is in that pot it's not soup in the pot it's noodles but if ezra thinks he's making oh no it was soup in the pot and he told you it was noodles Noodles, yeah Yeah, so you just roll with it if ezra says it's noodles it's noodles and i've used that example a couple of times with Corey because Corey will and i often are arguing about you know if it's if the sky is blue and i'll just say yeah it's noodles and walk away meaning and that's just my little indication that like whatever ezra says goes and just don't fight it (laughs) it's noodles
1: ezra has given me so much patience i'm i'm grateful for him he's helped me to learn how to go with the flow as someone who is tightly wound i (laughs) he has loosened this caitlin up real good i love it a lot yeah good job ezra so we've gotten here (laughs) number five prioritize your sex life man i am the last person who wants to talk about this but i know how important this is i i decided to do this i decided enough was enough i was tired of not having a great sex life and so i sought out social media accounts not porn don't don't go there that's a bad one don't (laughs) don't do it but social media accounts that help uh, uh, men and women have healthy sex lives in marriage and what that looks like and with young families because, man, when your kids are yelling at you all day, you're drained by the end of the day and it feels like a chore sometimes and you're trying to have this nice time with your husband and then someone wakes up and it's like, what is going on? We did all the things and we got to this point and now it's all falling apart. (laughs) But um I I just I really believe that a lot of people are struggling with this and I don't think enough people are talking about it. I don't know if it's taboo or yeah, if it needs to be private. I think that's crap. I think it's 2022 and we need to talk more about it cuz a lot of people are struggling and it it was meant to be amazing. You were meant to have this in your marriage and uh, if you are not comfortable talking to anyone else about it, if I'm your person, talk to me about it cuz it is so important for your relationship. I uh, I am going so red, but I <laughs> believe in this so much and I, I think people need to speak out more about it and seek help. There's great counselors, there's all kinds of resources. I would help point you in directions.
0: I 100% agree and was so happy when I saw that was your number five because in thriving motherhood groups and when I do my one-to-one um, conversations with people, we talk about Feeling uh, sexy and being intimate. So sometimes they're in an 11 week. um, Group with me and it's just in that short amount of time that the mindset shift about how they feel in their own skin and their own body makes them transfer that into the bedroom and into their relationship with their husbands and their husbands start to notice their energy. I don't think husbands necessarily notice in 11 weeks this huge transformation of somebody's body, but it's about feeling feeling comfortable in your skin and that confidence that's super attractive to husbands. So we definitely talk about it in Thriving Motherhood because there is nothing that I don't uh sort of feel comfortable talking about like I will have all those difficult conversations so it made me really happy when you put this for your number five because I do agree we do need to talk about it and we do need to be doing it with our husbands because um yeah it makes us better people for sure and better moms Mm -hmm. I need to ask you though how do you think you're going to embarrass your 14 year old daughter because I have a 14 year old daughter and I don't purposely set out on the daily to embarrass her, but I do. I've, I accomplish it regularly. So tell me how you're planning to embarrass your 14 year old when Elizabeth gets there.
1: <laughs> this one's so easy for me. Uh, she's a goofy little girl. I don't know that I could do anything <laughs> too silly that would embarrass her. But man, if I broke a rule, I think that would just make her cringe and roll her eyes so hard for me.
0: So show she's kinda lame like you were.
1: <laughs> Aw, Ellie, we gotta get Ellie doing some bad things. You deserve you
0: deserve to parent a Kata. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it took me about 30 years to get to my healthy quote unquote healthy rules mentality. So I think at 14 she'll still have it pretty good and yeah um, probably like rolling a stop sign will be enough to do
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> so can I just interject and tell you that when Elizabeth's 14, if she was to listen to this podcast and know that her mother was talking about sex, and how she wants to have sex. I'm pretty sure that's going to embarrass her. So you might think rolling through a stop sign, but I'm going to save this podcast for someday when we need to make sure Elizabeth is feeling healthy. Nah,
1: she's yeah. My number one
0: <laughs> yeah. She'll, <stay> <laughs> She'll well. be fine. Uh, okay. Before we end this, I want the people to know how many calories a day do you eat Caitlin?
1: I eat about uh, 2,300 calories. Thank
0: you for saying that slower. One more time for the people in the back. How many calories do you eat a day?
1: It's not 1,200. It's not
0: 1,200. 2,300 calories a day. Have you guys seen what Caitlin looks like? We're going to put a picture up too so you can see (laughs) that this woman has a metabolism that is functioning well. Tell me about this. You bet.
1: Um, Yeah, I eat about 2,300 calories a day, and it's the most I've ever eaten. Um, I actually weighed myself for the first time in a long time, and I weighed the most I've ever weighed, and um, I feel really good about that. (laughs) I'm like, dang, I put on some muscle.
0: Is your scale going up and not going down?
1: My scale is going up, and it feels great. Damn. I, uh, I was definitely blessed with a good metal- fast metabolism that let me eat crap for a long time um and but the prop it let me eat crap and not gain 300 pounds is what I want to say um but I was tired I was exhausted I remember my eight thirty a.m university classes like bio I legitimately fell asleep all the time yeah. and I went to bed at a decent hour because I was smart yes lame <laughs> And I was falling asleep and I was eating all the healthy foods, right? Like I had rice and Catalina sauce for supper. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I I ate my cottage cheese in the morning and I ate my cucumbers and my life was miserable. I was starving and not fueled. It wasn't I was eating goodish foods, but not in the right way. Um, hanging out with Holly and getting to know how to efficiently And properly eat all those same foods that I was eating then and dropping a few of them, um, like pop and chocolate bars and a couple of random things. I still enjoy those once in a while, but not the way I used to, like daily feel like an awesome human because I only had one pop that day. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny to think back on that.
0: Years ago, Caitlin was talking nutrition with me at the front door where I have 90% of my non paying clients visit with me about nutrition. (laughs) And we were talking and she was wanting we she was learning to use my fitness pal and weighing things and Caitlin is a numbers girl. so I knew this was going to be a challenging client right from the get-go because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I got a really obsessive green type personality. Dad. Like the the dad. dad is gonna mean so much to her. And so <laughs> we were talking my fitness pal and she was asking me the best way to go about weighing strawberries and to make sure that the strawberries were properly logged into my fitness pal. And I looked this young girl in the eye and I said, Caitlin, people do not get fat eating strawberries of all the things you need to worry about right now. The exact way to portion and weigh the strawberries in your life are not
1: just wanted to the rules. I know, I know. I <laughs> the rules were so
0: important and I've been working with Caitlin for a long time about finding the healthy rules that she needs in her life so that uh, you know focus on the things that make a difference and move the needle and the strawberries are not it. And I remember her coming back to me a while after that and saying, you know, I, I've repeated your words in my head the whole way home. Like people don't get fat eating strawberries. And it just had to put me into this perspective of what do I really need to focus on here when I'm talking about fuel. And that is so important. And I just, she didn't know I was going to be asking this question until I sent her what my questions were going to be. This wasn't necessarily the direction that the podcast needed to go with, but I hear mom's talking all the time about needing to get that scale down and wanting to lose weight, frustrated that the scale's not going down, not doing what I suggest that they should be doing, which is increasing you know, their protein portions and balancing out their macronutrients and things like that, and putting on muscle. Muscle is what's going to make the biggest difference, and body composition, it's not going to make a big difference with your scale, but your energy level and how you look in your clothes. Like, when Caitlin flexes her back, when she's pulling on a pull-up, there she's ripped, and she weighs more now than she ever has, and she's eating more food than she ever has. So I'm not suggesting you all need to start eating 2,300 calories a day if you are not doing anything to build muscle. If you're eating 2,300 calories a day, but it's not high in protein and you're not exercising, that's not the recipe for success. You need to talk to me about that. We can fix, we can work on that. But I, I knew, I can see in Caitlin's Fitness Pal diary, I knew she eats a lot of food, but she does not look like somebody who eats 2,300 calories a day. And I'm so glad she's not signing up for one of those programs online that says you should eat 1,200 calories because that is not long term success. So thank you for telling us what you eat and what you weigh and being proud of that because that's how all women should be feeling yes. when they are thriving moms and living through this season. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up. This is the longest podcast I've ever done. And so I hope I hope the odd strangers still here with us loving us 100%. And if you have um, any other suggestions that you would like, any other interviews you'd like me to do on the monday matters with holly cochran podcast then send me a message send a review i get to read all the reviews that you put into apple and spotify and subscribe so if you click on the three buttons at the top it means next monday when the podcast comes out it's just automatically there for you to remember to listen to us so caitlin thank you so much my caitlin for being here today we're here together every saturday doing something work related supposedly (laughs) <laughs> and Saturdays are my favorite days. So thank oh, you so too. much.
1: Thank
0: you for having me. Yep. There you go, masses. There was my interview with Caitlin. Stay tuned for the next week. I don't even know what's happening next week. But anyway, thank you very much.